All right, everybody. Uh, my name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. 2019 edition is available now. You can go to Amazon.com. The 2020 edition is going to be published by Skyhorse Publishing. It's going to come out sometime in February, I want to say. The draft, you know, I've been down in, in the salt mines, editing, etc., etc., reformatting. It's going to be coming out in February 2020. Be sure to follow me here on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You'll see the Facebook page right here. There are going to be special offers, discounts on the book as it comes out uh, only for our subscribers here. Anyway, so we're about to start the political debate season yet again. Uh, debates by the Democratic uh, candidates coming up in the next couple of days. And I want to just talk about this because people who are existing, people who are already enrolled in Medicare or people who are going to be in, in Medicare eligible in the near future, you know, rightfully have questions. So what I thought I'd do is now actually address the debate and know that I'm doing this being pulled by pliers that are being applied to my teeth. I don't like the political debate. I don't like getting into politics. And the reason is that it detracts away from the idea that Medicare is still excellent in its current form. If you understand the complicated rules, and they are complicated, if you get beyond that, your rights and options as a consumer are excellent. Okay? I don't want to get away from that. Now, that's not to say that the rules aren't complicated. They are. They're not to say that it's not going to get more complicated. It is. It is simply because, look, we have 60 million people on Medicare, 10,000 people a day. This is not going to stop for the next decade, period. There's no getting around the things that we cannot control. And those are just demographic facts. We have a fiscal issue. We have huge national debt. You can, if you're a financial markets watcher, you can read little snippets about the mounting of governmental debt on a global basis. Those things, everyday consumers, they don't control. You don't control this, okay? But what the ripple effect is that it affects how people are going to think about how to pay for this stuff and then how you are gonna pay for the remainder, okay? And that's the attachment here. And that is why I am basically forced to dis discuss all these different topics that we're seeing, you know, soon on CNN and every news channel in the coming days. Okay, so I kind of addressed it here. And you can see the page here. Please subscribe to this. This is a closed community on Facebook. It's the Maximize Your Medicare community right there. You have to actually apply for it, okay? I'm gonna approve you. You're gonna get approved. We have administrators, we're gonna approve you. That's not the problem. But in here is a bunch of different comments about different news headlines. Because it's very easy to read a news headline and go, oh, darn it. You know, that's not the word you're gonna use, of course. It's gonna be more explicit than that. But you know, I'm gonna be, I'm going to be socked with a much higher out-of-pocket cost or this is going to affect me and I get worried. Well, yes and no. You know, you need to be aware, but whether or not, you know, it's going to actually affect you. I try to give people clarity here inside this community. It's closed. 
and you do need to apply for it, please do that. Please do that now or do that after this video, I should say. Don't stop watching the video. Anyway, here we go. Down here yesterday, I shared this link to this New York Times article. And the New York Times article is how a Medicare buy-in or public option could threaten Obamacare. And the, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through that article now, which is that, you know, yes, this is, it, it's hard to throw rocks at the media for me, right? I don't start generally, I generally don't start with the idea that the media is just, just like wrong. I don't have the idea that the media is like a bunch of dummies. That 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 is just not that does not make sense, right? We have 300 more than 300 million people in this country. These are these are real real hard jobs to get. So someone in there the writers here, they actually do know stuff, right? They are professionals in their craft. It doesn't get higher than the New York Times. I think we can agree on that. Despite, you know, I'm not into the political name calling that you see in the in, you know, dominating dominating our society now. Anyway, let's go to the article here. So, basically what you have is are two camps. On one side is you know, Bernie Sanders Medicare for all. He's been running on this platform. This is his second. You know, he tried to get elected or he tried to get the Democratic nomination before. On the other side, and she's not the only one, but Senator Harris here from California has, you know, kind of had this idea of Medicare buy-in, what has evolved into Medicare buy-in. And then we got Joe Biden here, who is the most well-known, the former ex-president, who's kind of not really thrown his hat, trying to say, we just need a stronger status quo. And let's just call him in the middle, because re reality is, is that these are the two, these two, uh, Bernie Sanders and Senator Harris here, and I call her Senator Harris because I'm afraid of mispronouncing her first name, but these are really the two goalposts on the polar opposites and the issue here is that this debate is going to get worse meaning that what you're going to have is you're going to have you know arrow shooting among across the you know ravine and what's going to end up happening and what has already happened is that there's disagreement fragmentation inside this party as they try to oppose the incumbent president again you know you have this you know you when we're children we had this idea of divide your enemies and conquer well you know what's even better for the incumbent president is when the enemies divide amongst themselves amongst bickering and you know we're certainly in that that uh you know mode I've got a newsletter. I'll show you. I'll show you that newsletter later here today. But basically, the newsletter has been telling you this for months and months. You know, I've been on national radio saying when Beto O'Rourke was a thing, and been asked my opinion about you know Medicare for all or Medicare for more. 
Well, Medicare for More is kind of what Senator Harris is proposing. So let's just go to the article here without further ado. So again, I don't have anything against the writer. I don't know Reed Abelson. Abelson, uh, you know, I'm sure, like I said, the competition to get that job isn't easy. Here's what we're talking about here. So what I don't agree though with is the general premise, right? Which is the idea here, which the byline says that, or the headline says, how a Medicare buy-in or public option could threaten Obamacare. And the point here is that what would happen is that both, well, that the buy-in option could dilute the people inside of the Affordable Care Act, okay? That is the basic premise, and that, that could weaken Obamacare. There's no question, before we get too much into the weeds here, there's no question about Medicare for All. Medicare for All would eliminate all private insurance, all. What the private insurance includes your employer-provided plan. Prior insurance means your tax subsidy to, the, to your Affordable Care Act plan that you may have bought on your state exchange or on the government marketplace, right? All of that stuff is gone. Instead, what happens, the federal government determines everything. They're going to determine the, the plan. They're going to make the payments to all the providers, all of them. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. So the public option here is, is the logical step of the Affordable Care Act. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Could shrink the number of consumers buying policies in the Obamacare markets. Yeah, that is true. So the buy-in, okay, so buy-in basically means that persons could either select the public option, which would look and feel a lot like Medicare does today, Crazy people like me have written books about it and spoken in the national press about how Medicare works today. Okay, that would be more people would be eligible to Medicare as, it, as it's currently constructed. All right. <clears throat> now, will that take away people from Obamacare markets? I don't think there's any doubt about that. There's no doubt, right? Obamacare markets today have the individual premiums and out-of-pocket maximums, which are much higher than those under Medicare, much higher, okay? The idea of $2,500 deductible, $10,000 out-of-pocket maximum. Under Medicare Advantage, what you have is $400 and in certain cases, $0 health deductible and maybe a $400 prescription deductible. Okay, and an out-of-pocket maximum, which is at most $6,000, $6,400, I want to say. Okay, nowhere near the $10,000 number that you see in the Affordable Care Act markets. Nowhere near. So that is, of course, the appeal of Medicare because we know that the people who have followed me, who have you know gotten our counsel, our private counsel, they're in a much different situation immediately, immediately at the snap of a finger when the moment they turn eligible for Medicare, their financial 
existing financial situation because premiums are so much lower. And then in addition to that, the benefits are so much better. Their lives have improved literally on the first day of the month that they, they turned 65, literally. But let's get back here, whether or not this is going to be appealing for leading insurers and that the idea is that the insurance companies would then withdraw. Now, this, this here is where I don't agree with the media. This particular article is misleading for me. Okay, and this is my opinion. Uh, we'll talk about an opinion here. And here we go. You know, we're talking about highly qualified persons, health economists at Kellogg. You know, I went to the University of Chicago, so I, of course, call this an in, this Kellogg thing an uh, inferior place, but that's just, you know, academic uh, snobbery. Anyway, and in rural markets, that insurers are not profitable because they would get paid less. Now, we're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to swerve back to here, right, which is that the issue is that both Medicare for all and the public option. If you increase the number of people on Medicare, if you increase the number of people where the federal government is the determinant of the amount that is going to be received by doctors and hospitals, we're going to have an issue. I don't care how we get to this. And it doesn't matter where this is rural, urban, it just doesn't matter. The simple fact of the matter is that if you want to be a medical doctor, you're, and you had, for example, my, you went to my two schools, University of Michigan, University of Chicago, you're talking about half a million dollars of tuition. Okay, we're not talking about a place to sleep, we're not talking about any books to read, we're not talking about food, beer, or dates. Right? By the time you get out, you're easily in the six digits of debt. Easy. Only a very few who were from the most selective households or got full-ride scholarships for the entirety right, can avoid this. You're going, to be cutting their, you're going to be cutting their compensation immediately as soon as you have Medicare for all. That's one or the buy-in option be, as people choose the Medicare option. Okay, The question is, how are you going to pay? Now, whether to implement, let's back to the article. Implement a public option is a defining question among Democratic presidential candidates likely to be contentious. It's already contentious. Okay, It's already creating a headache. This isn't going away. I just don't see a path. And you're going to have to have a selection and then a circling of the wagons in real short order to get their eyes on the prize for the lingering effects not to occur. You, you know, the loser of the last presidential election could have said that the splintering of the party caused, created this situation where these few, very few percent determined the entire election. Senator Harris took an alternate route, allow private insurance to participate, participate in Medicare for all under Medicare Advantage. You can read Maximize Your Medicare, the book all about, about Medicare Advantage. You can see the other videos I've given uh, lengthy 
videos on how people actually go about the selection process. The bottom line for those of you who are not on Medicare is the fact that Medicare Advantage can is going to be superior to where you are today in almost every instance. Yes, you have to deal with the prescription coverage gap. You have to deal with a different setup, meaning you have health and prescriptions dealt as different items. But the fact of the matter is that on an overall basis, is the cost much, much lower? Yes. Is the coverage superior to where you are today? The answer is, in general, yes. When you take them as a combination, you understand why people are immediately happy when they're turning 65 on either Medigap or on Medicare or on Medicare Advantage. Senator Harris's allows people to her proposal allows people to go to Medicare Advantage, which is one of the big ways that fills in the gaps that pays for what original Medicare does not. So the recent spate of proposals, difficult questions, of course, talking about Medicare, uh, the Affordable Care Act, then that is stabilized, surprisingly robust. Okay. It's not surprising. All right. And I'm going to swerve off the fact here, which is that I know that this we're talking about politics here today. I, I get that. The idea that the price, the premiums, the terms and conditions of health insurance are determined by politics is wrong. It's completely wrong, right? The configuration of prices, your premium, your deductible, your co-pays, your out-of-pocket maximum, that is determined by math. That's determined by math and probability period the big carrier every carrier's got teams of un and people with unlimited computing power they are calculating number one and number two they're competing with each other the idea that anything is surprising that the premiums have stabilized is not surprising why the sellers have calculated with a more stable set of numbers. They're dealing with a world of uncertainty, right? It's like, okay, look, we have a random number and the random numbers between one and a million. Okay, it's difficult. Okay, let's say that the random numbers between one and 10. It's still random, right? In other words, I can't predict whether or not a person is going to get sick, but the amount I could be wrong by has just narrowed how did it narrow because the pool stabilized the applicants the number of people who are enrolled in health insurance has has stabilized now i guess what is surprising is the fact that the pools have not massively shrunk as the individual mandate has declined has been eliminated now that is somewhat surprising but it just goes to show you how powerful math is in determining this stuff which is math is entirely in control all right. But a buy-in could profoundly unsettle the private sector, makes up a fifth of the U.S. economy. Now, this is true to some degree. Yes, this is true 
Um, and we'll go, and actually this is a little weird in the way that, that it's ordered. It's true because those fifth of people, for example, who are in any Medicare for all or Medicare opt-in gets into this, this article here that I'm drawing a circle, which is, whoops, oops, oops, that's not the place. Soak up all of the demand, et cetera, et cetera. Really hard to compete, blah, blah, blah. The question is, is how are you going to deal with the lower payment rates to doctors and hospitals, right? What people don't know behind the scenes is that Medicare determines payment rates to doctors and hospitals. Guess what say the doctor and hospital has to say about this? Not that much. Right, you're still dealing with the federal government here. They are the ones who are doing, who are dividing the dollar when it comes to Medicare, right? Those are the marching orders, the doctors and hospitals, they follow them. Sound like, uh, you know, a few good men. You give orders, they follow them. So anyway, under the Affordable Care Act under individual plans, under your group employer plans, etc., etc., that is a negotiated number at much, much higher levels. So more people in Medicare means lower payments to doctors and hospitals. There's no getting around from that. Medicare for all, you know, you can see in other countries when people have tried to transition to this, you've had physicians strike. You've had physicians strike. Anyway, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. People want their own insurance, don't want to lose it. Yes and no. Some of this is due to the unknown, right? Again, what may be news to you, news to 64.9 year olds, is that the moment they turn 65, their life has improved because Medicare is superior to private health insurance, people don't know this. Our clients all the time say, what? I tell them the price, they go, what? They say, my total cost went down to what? My deductible is $185? They can't believe it. So I'm not really sure if this is true for those persons if you have the buy-in option. Let's go down here. Okay, so I, I would calm down with this. This debate has everything to do with the greed and profits of the healthcare industry. Mm. All right, tell the doctor with $300,000 in medical debt and that you're gonna give him a pay cut of 10% across the board, right? Medical school bill still comes due at the same rate. We know this. We don't need to know this. Just take a look at your electricity bill if you got a pay cut. Now, let's continue on here, adopt now. So the reason for today's video really is when I said I'm criticizing how a Medicare buy-in could threaten Obamacare. You. And I told you something about how premiums were this stable. Some experts predict that private insurers will adapt. I am in this camp. 
I'm in this camp. They adopted to the Affordable Care Act. They kicked and screamed. And once the kicking and screaming stopped, all right, once the, they made their choices, some exited markets because they didn't like the instability. Got it. Some didn't know what the outcome, some took big losses. Yes, the over-aggressive, the over-aggressive, they went under, this happened. You can remember a number of years ago, there was something called a co-op. Well, those co-ops have all but disappeared. Right? There are still lawsuits about risk corridor, et cetera, et cetera, under the Affordable Care Act. But nevertheless, insurers adapted. You'll see in 2020 that there are going to be locations throughout the country where there are new entrants of individual health insurance into the Affordable Care Act. The sellers are adopted. Those guys with the unlimited computing power, fancy pocket protectors, the propeller heads, they have one that everybody calls a nerd. Guess what? They know how to adapt when the data becomes different. That's a fact. Now, it's uncertain whether hospitals could thrive under some versions of the public option. It's not uncertain at all, right? Rural hospitals now are struggling getting the Medicare payment rate today. In fact, in very isolated situations, you will see that rural hospitals don't accept the HMO because they, don't, they can't afford the lower payment rate and they accept the PPO from the same carrier. I've seen this, okay? So I know that this is real. Right, this is not made up. I also don't presume that the hospital administrator is a dummy. No way. Just We have too much mudslinging at this country, like insulting the other person as an incompetent or a dummy. It just doesn't, does not make sense to me. But when I see a hospital taking a carrier's HMO, PPO, and rejecting the HMO, you know that times are tough. All right. One variant of public option, letting people over 50 or 55 buy into Medicare is often depicted as less drastic than usual single-payer program. Yes. So first of all, the answer to that is yes. Right? If you expanded the eligibility, if you lowered the eligibility age from 65 to 55, would this be less radical? Yes, that is true. That is true. Would the author of an upcoming book on Medicare be happy? Yes. Admittedly true. Admittedly true. People 65 don't understand Medicare. I promise you. I promise you. I've spoken around the country on it. Um, it does not matter where, where. It doesn't matter how well off that community is. It doesn't matter what their educational background. Nobody understands Medicare as it currently stands. The idea that you would expand it to 10 extra years of people who have no idea. So let's get back on track here. The consumer is quite valuable to insurers, hospitals, and doctors. Here's the issue. Okay, and, and like I said, so if you choose either Medicare for all or the buy-in option, either one of those two, okay, then what's going to happen, and those can go to Medicare or some version of Medicare. It does not matter. 
buy-in, Medicare Advantage under Senator Harris's, Medicare for all. The issue is they're going to be leaving the privately insured pool and being under some federal government subsidized program. And the gatekeeper there is the federal government. That gatekeeper is also the one paying doctors and hospitals. And they aren't going to like it. They don't like it now. Okay. And I can tell you even decades ago, personally, I grew up in medical household. My late beloved father was medical doctor. I can still remember him coming home going, you know, this Medicaid and Medicare, they don't pay enough. I still remember that, you know, I didn't understand what those terms meant. I just remember the quotes, okay? They, they didn't like that when I was a child, okay? So now, decades later, well, you could still call me a child, but anyway, decades later, time has passed, and the idea of a diluted tax pool and more applicants or more eligibles inside being paid for that pool means lower payments to doctors and hospitals. There is no other. We, we don't need to know a single thing about politics. We don't need to know anything about anything. Just a put your common sense hat on. We have more people to pay for. We have flat or equal dollars unless you massively increase taxes. There's no getting around from that. Without increase, a huge increase in taxes, someone has to pay. Gatekeeper simply pays less to doctors and hospitals. Here it is here. So this graphic here kind of shows you that people 55 to 64, in other words, the people who could get the buy-in People who are going to be more likely to follow Senator Harris's path, right, because the price differential is going to be so glaring that while it's 13% of the population, that makes it, what, 30 million people, more than 30 million people, they're 20% of the spending, a lot bigger, a lot bigger, right? And you can see here, as soon as you drop down, the amount of spending is almost equal to the amount of population size. Right? So you can understand, I can understand the premise of the article. The article is trying to say that, look, all of these people here will exit the private insurance plan, employer plan, Affordable Care Act plan, and then that will re result in lower payment rates to doctors and hospitals. Yeah. That, that's that's going to be true. Whether or not insurance, but the idea that insurance companies with, would, would withdraw from markets again, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, that may be temporary, but we've already seen that. It was temporary in the Affordable Care Act. The carriers adjusted. The carriers adjusted. Yeah, so you'd have to do it carefully. Fine. That's true. Now, Anytime a market shrinks in America, insurers, insurers don't like it. This is Andy Slavitt. They'll figure it out. Now, you can... It's, it, it's, no, it's no understatement here. Okay. So, in the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter, I've got this section that I've you know, famously or infamously called, See Me After Class. And what it does is I point out and I basically grill persons who spew out hot takes which are patently wrong, okay? 
this person is guilty. Guilty as charged, right? Totally glossing over the growing pains of the Affordable Care Act, right? There's still a Supreme Court or a, a lawsuit sitting in front of the Supreme Court, not about the legality, but that the insurance companies weren't compensated by the federal government as was originally constructed. That's too deep in the weeds for today. But in this instance, I agree. They'll figure it out. They'll figure out. The, the propeller heads, the, the actuarial scientists the, with the unlimited computing power at the insurance companies, will they figure it out? They will figure it out. Okay, so I'm not, that blows up the entire premise of this article, right? It really does because there are going to be limits to what they, what the insurance companies can do, but will they figure it out? Ultimately, they will figure it out. Ultimately, they will figure it out. Bunch of different carrier or different examples about how similar types of public options exist today yes and no i'm not going to sit in here throwing rocks or making determinations on whether or not on you know what these carriers have done and whether or not this stuff you see the carriers kicking and screaming they'll deal with it again they will deal with it they will deal with it could it raise premiums yeah that is true which means that you're 63, you realize that the buy-in option is better because of, like I said, Medicare superior. The logical conclusion, that would be the logical conclusion, right? If you held everything else the same, which it cannot be, but I understand that. But if everything were held the same, yes, the 63-year-old working person, the 64-year-old early retiree would not buy the Affordable Care Act plan. They would go to Medicare, agreed, that pulls out money from the insured pool, yes, and then raise premiums for the rest, yes, true, true. Then again, there's always the flip side, that that same 63-year-old person using Medicare also is the same person who is who's costing more money to the rest of the pool, therefore, back to stable. So you always have this push and pull, right? You, The insurance companies, they need to have the premium, but it's to pay claims for the people who require healthcare services, right? So this is why you needed under the Affordable Care Act, you needed every 27 year old in there. This is the reason that you want, you want lower insured numbers. Not because of a bunch of other, you know, it's a right and this, that, and the other. That's a political debate. That's an ideological debate. Okay, I'm not here to settle that for you. I, I don't have a horse in that race. The horse that I do, my corner is to say, look, understanding about how insurance works, understanding how financial topics work is determined by math. And the fact of the matter is you can see it. And you can remember it, right? You're a 27 year old male. How many times did you go to the doctor from the time you were 27 to 35? I'll tell you how many, zero. 
you basically never went to the doctor. You went to the doctor when you changed jobs because you had to pass a blood test. That's it. I mean, if there was a free clinic at your place of employment, maybe you went. Maybe. Right? But the reality is you're not a healthcare user. Look at this. 12%. You don't even spend the amount of the percent of the population you represent in the total healthcare spending pool. You needed every person in here to be an insured person so they could pay for the people up here. That's the point. That was the entire point. Here we go. So let's continue. Blah, blah, blah. Insurance companies are wrong about opposing the public option. Okay, maybe, maybe not. This is politicking, not, uh, you know, not practical reality and the way it works for consumers, taxpayers become concerned they'd be more like high risk pools. True. That could be true. That's true today, people. Right? In other words, I make lots of friends. Lots and lots of friends. The moment they turn 65. I got persons, Jay, I'm turning 65 in three months. I have cancer. I have pancreatic cancer. I have diabetes type 1. I have Parkinson's. I have peripheral vascular disease. Guess what? Their cost of living has just declined by $10,000 a year the moment they turned on to Medicare. So that got paid by what? The Medicare pool. That got paid by the existing Medicare pool, right? So yes, and who pays for the Medicare pool? Taxpayers, so yes. Threading the needle to some, yeah, th threading the needle, that's probably correct. Now, here's the right. Helps the feeling and not making the doctors and insurers go to the mat. This is why ultimately the punchline here is I'm not a buyer. I'm not a buyer with Medicare for all. This is too disruptive. And the other stakeholders are smart and they do form, they do have a function. Our society doesn't function without doctors. Sorry. Right? You want to fix that? You need to, to fix something way more fundamental like how much it costs, how much risk it took to become a medical doctor, right? I can still remember when I was in college. People who lived on the dormitory hall, lots of them wanted to become medical doctors, lots of them. Most of them, the overwhelming majority didn't continue. They couldn't, they couldn't face the competition, brutal brutal competition. I can still see their names and faces. If they were medical doctors today, I'd have zero problem with giving them the knife. No problem. I know who those persons were. Right? Now you're going to tell them, oh, you're now facing the prospect of being a government employee at a payment rate, which cannot cover your medical bills until you're on your educational bills until you're 55, 60. I don't know. It couched in this language in expanding coverage, but 
it does it by regulating prices. The hospital industry would most likely fight just as hard to defeat any proposal that would convert a profitable group of customers. Okay, this is exactly what I was saying. Right, this is exactly what I was saying. I actually glossed over this, uh, this paragraph the first time I read it. This is the issue, right? Which is that if you're going to expand Medicare for all, which is a complete expansion, or Medicare buy-in and make it more accessible to people who are not currently Medicare eligible, right? You are going to have these fights. Whether how serious these fights is, I can't really tell you. What I can tell you is the consumers are going to want it. Consumers are going to want the public option. If that is available, the consumers are going to want the public option. Whether or not they're going to want Medicare buy-in, yes and no, because there's going to be a price tag. And that price tag is going to be much higher than the public option. Has to be. Has to be. Right? You're covering everybody under, the, under Medicare for all. It... While this public option is an alternative to Medicare for all, she is clear about how challenging it will be to preserve both Obamacare and the private insurance market. You can't do it off the top of your head. And you know, this is why I'm not picking on the author of this article. Right? It's not, it can't be that much fun to be a, to be a part of the media. Right? Because you're the New York Times, you are the highest tier of media in this country, in the world. That's a fact, right? You are amongst a handful, if even a handful, of names that you would name as the most influential media outlets in the entire world, yet you are sitting here competing for hot takes. You are still competing for clicks. So the person who wrote the, the headline, who may not even be the author, right? Because as soon as you read the article, the article is reasonable. The headline, misleading. It could threaten Obamacare, but not, but it might not. The real part of this, what this article is really saying is there are going to be some fierce debates coming up in these debates fierce debates about which version of health care reform you would, and health insurance market reform you would actually have. And those two are separate. We'll get into that on some other long-winded podcast or you know, video. But this article is fairly informative about the different elements, the different stakeholders. These are not small stakeholders. These are not small stakeholders. Okay. Complicated stuff. Article, fairly informative. This headline, fairly misleading, kind of pointing out our society today as we currently have when people are looking for attention. And I promise you, somebody's going to use this article or use a line out of this article and pull it out of context in their favor. And this is what the thing is. You can. This is the risk I run by even making comments about this article. Someone's going to pull my comments out of context, I promise. I saw some Medicare guy and he said that this, that, and the other without really listening to the entire message of today's you know, session here. 
All right. Back here. I'm going to wind it up here fairly quickly. This is the Facebook community. Maximize your Medicare community. You can see it up here. Type this in. Type this in and then try to and join the group. Because the reality is I've already revealed most of my views here. Right Today is on video, but you can see here. Down here, I've made comments about Medicare and the changes coming up in 2020. A fellow certified planner, one with a huge YouTube following, was good enough to you know, give me kudos, give me props on my newsletter. And you can see my comments here. We've got lots of data points. Lots of data points about healthcare and the cost of healthcare to people at different age divisions. Some of it is good, meaning this, some of maybe doesn't, it's try to erase awareness to so that you understand what you are facing. The bottom line is, does it affect you? Does every one of these articles affect you? Probably not. Probably not. Ken, however, the issue about financial stuff, financial planning topics, is that one detail can entirely change your financial outcome. One detail. And this can be an enrolling in, in Medicare, this could be your Roth IRA, this could be you know your tax selections, it can be when you claim Social Security. One detail, one, can entirely change your financial outcome. This is the website for the book MaximizeYourMedicare.com. MaximizeYourMedicare.com. This is the. Please hear the ways you can subscribe to this channel. You can follow me on Twitter. You can join the Facebook community. All right there on MaximizeYourMedicare.com. I'll close the, this page. This is the page for the book. Here. The book. You can listen to podcasts. You can get to the other videos. You can ask. You can send me your private questions. People ask me how much I charge. I'm not going to charge you anything for the first question, all right? And by first question, I mean, give me the 5,000 foot view. You can say, Jay, do I have a problem? Jay, what are the things I got to watch out for? Professionally, you know, I run a, a firm, we're a brokerage. We don't care your end point of carrier. All we're caring about is that your solution is the one that fits you. Do we get compensated? Yes, by the carrier, okay? If you had a very, very complicated situation, would we charge you a fee? That is possible. We would always tell you in advance. We are never going to blindside you. That is ridiculous. Okay? And it's ridiculous because, A, A, we're communicating over the internet. The fact is you could just run away without paying the fee. So, okay. And our, our information is always as fiduciary. Right? It's always as fiduciary. Meaning that client's best interest. We're only caring about the efficient end point for you. A bunch of different other links here on the website. You can see here, let's see if the clicking on this video goes, no, it doesn't look like it's gonna go correctly. Yes, it did. So you can see it's a it's a view on all on how pre Medicare works, etc. It's a it's the coverage of Medigap. This will be changing soon, right? Because there's no plan F, no plan C in 2020 to new, to new enrollees into Medicare. 
new enrollees. Existing existing app existent Medicare beneficiaries can still enroll in Plan C, Plan F. They probably won't due to the different premiums. Official website links, a bunch of them. Very helpful for people who have questions about Medicare. And down here in this lower right hand, let me move my head, whoops. Let me move my ugly picture here. Some things you can't make, some things all the policy changes cannot change and that's one of them is my appearance. Down here, free newsletter. You get, it comes out, um, you know, once every week, once every two weeks when I have comments, private comments about certain snippets that cannot, that, that need more extensive explanations that what can exist on Facebook, on that Facebook group. Lots of different ways to get more informed about Medicare. Lots of different ways to understand the debate that we're going to have. This is not going to end. We're going to be hit and hit and hit with this debate between now and November of 2020. There's no getting around it. Healthcare is the number one domestic topic that is clear, that has been clear over the past you know years, really. I don't expect that debate to you know, diminish in any way. I'm going to leave you the following, which is, you know, the extremism that we have in our country about the way that we're trying to call name call is insane, right? I don't think that every Democrat is a socialist. I don't think that everyone who objected to the Affordable Care Act is a baby killer. We need to back down. I'm trying to help you back down from this right it's convenient it's easy your buddy who is you know on the rampage calling somebody a socialist or on the rampage calling you know your neighborhood your neighbor a baby killer yeah i i get it but i i just don't subscribe i understand why because it's attractive you know i can tweet it and i can get clicks i understand that but if you look at this article in here, this is more reasonable. This is more reasonable. I'm trying to add some reason into, hey, the other guy has a reason for doing so. That is always, that was true about the Affordable Care Act, by the way, that has been true about the Affordable Care Act, right? And the article points it out. The Affordable Care Act is so that you can get the 27 year old insured. Why? So they could pay for the rest, so that there's a balance. That's the reason for reducing the number of insured. There's your reason. It's math, okay? It's not because of somebody's political ideology. Really, it's not. I'm Jay. Be sure to subscribe to this channel. I'll try to keep going out, you know. You can hear my comments on talk radio. I've been the guest on Sirius XM and on large regional stations around the country from Seattle to Miami, Cincinnati. You can hear me, you can see me in the National Press, my, my comments on USA Today, Jim Cramer's Retirement Daily subscription website. I'm not a stranger to, you know, these comments are being asked my commentary on these topics. Be sure to subscribe, it's 